Hey, Sal. What? Have you ever made creepy voices for your wife? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my go-to is Smeagol. Oh, my precious. <laughs> oh, I want it. I want your pussy. <laughs> she hates that. Uh, what is your precious? What are you referring to? Uh, you know, it's it's getting some. Is it the? It's not the MAPS anabolic program, the well, NoPS six pack formula, the nutrition what, survival guide, the fasting guide. What I was alluding to <laughs> was that I'm not getting any unless I'm doing our program. Mindpumpradio.com. Click on the yellow button, or just is gonna make that creepy ass voice. <laughs> you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. When a man loves a woman. Oh. That's all I got. That's I'm all you got. That's all I yeah. needed. I didn't need anything else. Not did it. Yeah. So it's what's not going, even, okay, what's going right. on? Who are we here with? Hey guys, hey everybody! I I brought this one in today, so you can thank me for this. Thank you. Actually, what what spawned this was uh, on the forum. Uh, a couple of people had asked me about, uh, hey, when are you guys going to talk about powerlifting? When you know when when are you going to bring that up? And uh, so I thought, hey, I know somebody in my own gym that is uh, doing it at the moment, and it's a female. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So. In it, with us in the studio today, we got Leah Swinson. Hello. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we're we're stoked to have you on here. She's a um, NASM certified FMS specialist and Z Health Movement Restoration Specialist. Tell us about that. What's that uh, certification? I'm not um, familiar. So Z Health is a training modality that talks more about tapping into the neurology of training. So. We talk about the brain being the most important um, part of training that all we basically take in information all the time. Our brain filters out what is important, what isn't important, and we can we can sort of uh, elicit adaptations based on the most you guys are familiar with the said principle, right? Yeah. So what basically what Z Health says is the most specific information you can give your brain. Mm-hmm you will elicit the most um, so you're just trying target. targeted response. It's okay. just very... Um, so it has to be very specific. The goal is to be specific with your with the Yes, everything else is noise, so you want to just get like okay. the most the most the clearest, most concise training Nice and method. simplified. Yes. Yeah. Now, is exactly. this similar to like neuro-linguistic, l- neuro-linguistic... Am I saying that wrong? Linguistic. <laughs> <laughs> neuro-linguini? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Kind of lingus? Is that... Yeah. yeah. We'll I, I'm out. not actually familiar with that. Neither am I. I just felt like throwing. You just wanted to. You just yeah. wanted to say a big word. Yeah, smart good. words too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even mention that you have you have a bio, biology. Yeah, background, biology right? Degree. Yep. Went to Cal State. It was Cal State Hayward back then. Now it's Cal State East Bay. Okay. Um, been a public health microbiologist, a clinical microbiologist. Decided to start a family. Wanted to get out of that and went back to my my former passion which is strength training. And oh, okay. You're smart. Yeah. I like I this. You know what else is interesting about right now? What's that? We're, don't, we don't have Adam in here. I know. Yeah. It's the elephant that oh, isn't in the room. God. Oh, why? What is yeah. There's so much more room in here He's for my head. Like, <laughs> my <laughs> big head now. My big head now. He's massive. He has this, this presence about yeah. him. Yeah. He's, he didn't come in because he's... Um, you know he's he's dieting. He's I don't think his brain would have worked. No, not oh, today. He's, cut, no. he's cutting for his show. Yeah, he is. Saturday. Saturday is a show, and we've been getting... You know, hourly updates with uh, selfies that he's been sending us, which is kind of <laughs> nice. Cool. I know. What is be it like with selfie selfies? wars? Well, I'll be selling them actually. If you go to mindhumradio.com, <laughs> you can buy selfies of Adam. Just kidding. He gives them away for free. Yeah. So I'm with gonna nudes. So I want to describe what you look like to the listeners because you do, you're doing powerlifting. Okay? Yes. And mm-hmm. a lot of women, men too, are instantly going to get this image of a stereotypical powerlifter. Which stereotypical male powerlifter, big, burly, belly, you know, uh, big chest, not any definition, you know, someone that looks like they, they, you know, after the workout, they eat four burgers and drink two beers. And for women, you think of these really big, burly, 
you know, looking women. Well, she doesn't look like that. She's very toned. Um, she has what some, you know, uh, advertisers would say is long, lean muscles, which she lifts heavy weight. And yet she's using got that. these descriptions that, that we totally are against. Right. And I'm using that because people can, can picture yeah, that. They relate to that. Right? But, she, but if you looked at her, you'd think very fit. You wouldn't think, oh, that looks like a stereotypical power lifter. So, and I wanted to describe that because there's that stereotype out there and I love to shatter those yes. types of myths, and mm-hmm. especially with women when they're afraid to lift heavy. Yeah, you know how many times I've heard, I don't want to lift heavy weights, I don't want to get bulky. And I think, do you know oh, how so hard Oh, so you've it heard is? that too, yeah. Yeah, interestingly <laughs> enough, I have heard that. And it's, what they don't understand, what women don't understand is, we, our hormone profile is so much different than a man's. It's going to be so hard to put on muscle. It's hard for a lot of guys to put on muscle. If you're not fueling yourself properly, if you're not dialed in and you're programming, you're not going to get big. Right. So it's, um, it's nice to see that the movement, like the Girls Gone Strong movement, um, Nagar Fanuni, Molly Galbraith, all these girls that look fit and toned, but they're lifting heavy shit. Yeah. And, you don't. We don't need to be afraid to do that. And actually, you are going to get closer to your goals quicker if you lift heavy weights. If you're doing Tracy Anderson's workout and lifting eight pound dumbbells for 365 reps every single day, you're not really going to change. Not much yeah. at all. And they, and they make it sound like building muscle is so easy. Like I'm going to lift this heavy weight, and, and then I'm going to get huge. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. wake up tomorrow and I'm going to look like Mr. Olympia. <laughs> Seriously, I, I wish, w- I exactly. wish it was yeah. that easy. <laughs> exactly. And there are very few women that can build a lot of muscle. But even in that case, the fastest way to get to your goal, just like you said, uh, is to lift heavy. That just yep. gives you the most yeah. visible changes. Yep. Absolutely. So has this always been like um, heavy lifting? Has Have you always done that or is no. this like new to you? It's new to me. Um, so a little bit of background. My dad was a bodybuilder. Um, we had a we had a gym in our garage when I was growing up. So I've always been around it. He was a gym owner, been a gym rat since I could walk. No basically. way. So cool. he was competitive? Yeah, competitive. This Mr. is awesome. Mr. San Francisco. Not, oh. uh, not a winner, but a, you know, uh-huh. he was... Who's up there? That's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I I fell prey to that same mentality that most women have that, you know, just go in the gym and do your little workout and, you know, let's do 150 reps of whatever with your dumbbells. And my training was mostly aesthetic based back then. I wanted to look a certain way. I didn't focus on performance so much. And when I shifted my mindset to more of what can my body do versus what my body looks like. I had, I mean, I look, I feel like I look better than I did when I was maybe 10 pounds lighter than this. Right. So this is such a shift. Like I know that a lot of times on this show, even like for me, you know, I kind of hold my tongue a lot. Like a lot of things that we talk about are very cosmetic based, very aesthetic based. Mm -hmm. And that definitely is, is a selling point for a lot of people to, to be motivated, right. To see change. However, you know, I've, I've always had that same sort of mentality where it's, you know, how's my body performing? You know, what can I do to improve uh, my strength and my movement patterns and, and get quicker and faster and all these kinds of things? And um, just so, you know, the listeners know, it's it's you know, like the fitness industry in general. There's just it's it's so diverse. Like there's so many different ways that you can approach it. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's it's refreshing for me to hear, you know, somebody with that mentality. Yes. Well, nine out of 10 times, if you take the average person who doesn't work out and you train them for aesthetics, they're going to get less aesthetic yes. res- results than if you train them for performance. Absolutely. Know? So performance, I mean, look, let's, let's, let's be frank here. M- muscle has one function. It's to move, uh, right. you know, to flex, to contract and uh, extend. And so if you make it better at that, it's going to look different than versus me looking in the mirror and saying, I'm going to work on this minute area and that minute area and try and sculpt, I hate that word, sculpt the body, yeah. which comes from bodybuilding. But let me tell you something. Bodybuilders are already very muscular. So at that point, then maybe it makes sense. But most of us are not, don't look right. like bodybuilders. Like right. That's a, I mean, that's a genetic predisposition. Muscle. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. like, it's not, for, it's not for everyone. Right. So how different, you said your body looks different and feels different now versus before when you weren't training this way. What are the major changes that you've noticed? Um, well, like every woman, got a, a nicer butt, nicer legs. Um, I was a swimmer in college, so I've always been sort of long lean i i have more curves now than i used to oh um, more curves from weights i know <laughs> Excellent. right yeah um what else is the 
how do you how do you feel? Do, do you notice any changes in um, things like energy? Uh, oh, absolutely, mood? absolutely. My mood is always. I feel for me, it's a release to go into the gym and lift heavy shit. I mean, it's let's just call it. It is what it is. Um, my mood is um, generally more, just a little bit more mellow. Um, I don't, I don't do the type of workouts that I used to do where I would run myself into the ground all the time and I would have to do 40 minutes of cardio and then I'm angry because I can't eat. And <laughs> you know, this is just when I start to think about fueling my body for my workouts, um, just my overall well-being feels better. I, would you say it's easier to be lean now versus before when you were working out way more? And oh, God, pretty- yeah. I don't do any, any cardio. Zero cardio. I told you, dude. She's like right Excellent. in line with. Us. Well, well, I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you these questions because coming from we've we've been talking about this, but coming from a woman, yeah, it's very important for other ladies to hear this because you can either a burn calories manually, which is fucking hard, mm-hmm. uh, or you can make your body uh, want to burn more calories on its own, exactly, which is passive. Which like right now, you're just sitting here doing this interview. You're burning more calories than you were ten years ago when you'd be sitting there, and you're burning more calories overall. Exactly. Uh, my fur, my furnace is bigger. You know, I mean, that's the more muscle you have on your body, the bigger fat burning furnace you have, basically. So, people don't realize that too, and the metabolic changes that come from working larger muscle groups, and the hormonal changes that come from working larger muscle groups and doing big compound movements is going to serve you much better than doing, you know, your your isolation sculpting work like you were saying. Well, let's talk about the hormonal changes, okay? So, uh, we've gotten a lot of comments from people when they switch their training over to like some of the programs that we promote um, saying things like their libido is stronger, which is an obvious sign of yeah. It, it, did, you, did you? So you said yeah. So so basically we're gonna go there. Yeah. So basically, oh, yeah. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how horny? No. Yeah. So, so Adam's not Adam's not here to ask the sexual questions. Yeah. So I you're feel. so you're definitely noticing uh, your libido is stronger and healthier. Yes. As a result, I mean, at 41 years old, I feel like way more. I don't want to use the word horny. I hate that word. Way more. <laughs> my libido has increased from even when I was in my my early twenties. And so. so, and so, gentlemen, get your girlfriends to lift heavy weights. Seriously, there you go. if you want to get yeah, if you want to get laid on a regular basis, get your girlfriends get to your lift. Get your girl in the gym, <laughs> and they look better. And anyway, get your so. girl in the sack. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. The I mean, building muscle requires anabolic hormones, which yep. which fuel. The, these feelings of uh, virility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, and if you're not like if you're training for massive endurance all the time and running yourself into the ground, you get a reduction in anabolic hormones. Yep. Um, and lots of oxidative stress. Uh, Ooh, that's a that's a big word. yeah. Not yes, lots of of ax- Just throwing them out there. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. But no. Uh, no, yeah, you either. do. I do. <laughs> no, when you see you know when you see two people in their fifties, uh, one person who does lots of endurance training and has done lots of endurance training for twenty years, and the other person who does proper strength training, you can just tell on their face. Oh yeah. You know, you can see it. You can see the oxidative stress. They look more worn down. Mm-hmm. They, they look uh, less healthy. And they've done studies on extreme endurance athletes. Well, uh, their T levels are in the toilet. In the, Gone. Yeah. Gone. And they'll also look at their hearts. These, uh, these are, I'm talking about extreme endurance athletes, but they'll have um, damage done to their hearts, uh, similar to people who are much older and much sicker than they are. So your body, you know, your body uh, has uh, has a certain capacity to recover from certain things, and, mm-hmm. and that type of training tends to have issues. So I wanted I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, the powerlifting, like you're doing now, and like maybe the competition. Like, so at what point led you to decide to do that, and then also like, what does your training look like for that? So, um, do you guys follow Brett Contreras at all? You know that he's another strength trainer. Well, he had an inter- interview with a woman named Kelly Davis, and her story was very similar to mine. Her training was very similar to mine. She was encouraged to do a powerlifting competition and she said, you know, there's no way I'm not built for this. My levers are all wrong. Um, She heeded the advice. She did her first powerlifting competition and she killed it. And she just talked about the changes that she had made both, I mean, externally, internally, what it did for her. And I thought, it had been floating around in my mind, especially once I came to NorCal because mm-hmm. I saw, you know, a lot of the trainers there that were that were training for powerlifting. Um, yeah, I like to deadlift. That's my favorite lift. And I thought, Ooh, okay, well, where else so. do I get to? Mm-hmm. Where else do I get to do that and get recognized for it? So, um, yeah, I 
I talked to a trainer and I said, you know, I'm thinking about doing a meet. I'm thinking about it. And he said, I said, I'm not ready. He said, you're, you're never going to be ready. And the only person you're competing against is yourself. So mm. just go do it. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for a meet in um, October of last year. I trained for eight weeks prior to the meet. I was nowhere near ready, but I, I mean, I came in first in my, my, um, I'm nice. a master's lifter. So wow. I, I was, did you do nice three, lift, three lifts? I did all a, three lifts. I mean, look at my levers. My bench sucks. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and, and, okay. and just well, good go dead, on record. Good deadlifters tend to have bad benches. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's yeah. a hard yeah, balance. Um, what's yeah, your, what's your, top, your top deadlift? 253. Holy shit. Well, yeah. And I think I had more in the tank. My, my coach um, made my third attempt. It was a pretty far overreach and I missed it. It was glued to the floor. I think that I think I think the ref <laughs> looked at me like, did you did you begin your attempt? Because I just walked away from it. Just like, should, nah. yeah, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I probably have 265 in the tank. How much do you weigh? 125. Wow. That's that's a huge lift. That's I fantastic. Know, yeah, that's awesome. That's excellent. What does your training look like? Well, I was following um, a very specific training program given to me by a good friend of mine who's also a, a very knowledgeable trainer and he's a Z health trainer as well. And um, I just do, you know, it's a six day a week program and I, I squat and dead on the same day. I bench and row on the next day. I just do some undulating periodization. I use percentages mm-hmm. of my one rep max and the the goal is to never stall in the training. And so every three weeks I'm putting five pounds on the bar consistently. Mm-hmm. So in, I think in a matter of, let's see, October, to April, however many months that is, I put 30 pounds on all of my lifts. Oh, uh, not my bench, sorry, not my bench, but my bench is sort of stalled. That's, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah do you nice. notice changes in body weight when that happens? I do. As I work up towards my heavy singles, um, I notice that a little bit of my muscle that, that I've built has gone away. So uh, it's easier for me to make weight as I move closer to the meat. I'll be a little on the heavy side, you know eight weeks out or so and then I'll get as I move closer to the meat weight drops down a little bit what is uh your auxiliaries look as far as like you know training on your your opposing days or or what does that look like so I'll usually front squat to help with my deadlift um I do some accessory work for a rotator cuff that issue that I've just been dealing with sort of chronically I think it's from swimming from my former swimming Mm -hmm. career um I don't do a lot of accessory I don't. Okay. When I'm meat prepping, I don't do a lot of accessory. And that's what we talked about, about the being very specific in right. the training. It's like, let's drown out all the noise. Let's get very focused in terms of what we want our body to adapt to. Mm-hmm. Um, he just says, do your three lifts every every day. Yeah. yeah, It's a grind. It's a grind. And I mean, I think for most people who want to get into powerlifting, you need a very clear program because to go in and think that, oh, I'll just do this. I'll just do that. No, it has to be programmed out specifically for you. You need the accountability of having a coach say, this is what you should be doing. Um, because And to give you the right cues. and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I did most of the training on my own. He wrote the program. We'd mm-hmm. meet a few times to tweak form if I said, you know, something was bugging me. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you notice like I mean did he bring up any specifics like uh, that you can think of like for a deadlift or anything that really helped you like a you know something he noticed in your form Hmm No I had a lot of tweaks with my bench and a lot of tweaks with my squat but my dead is pretty solid Talk about your bench because it's it's a little different you know when you're powerlifting like what how you want to focus with bench Yeah um so his actually his philosophy differs from the typical powerlifting philosophy where it's you know scapula retracted exactly. forced right. into the bench he said that that's not necessarily um, healthy I know that most powerlifters aren't interested in in general health and wellness they just want to move performance, the weight yeah. yeah but you know as an as an older athlete, I think I have to think about those things. When I was in my 20s, I probably would have done whatever. It wouldn't have mattered. Um, so we just focus on definite lat activation, definitely thinking about pulling the bar to you. Um, had to work on arch big time because I have such long arms that I had to I had to decrease that range of motion somehow. So we worked a lot on T-spine mobility. Um, just being explosive. That was the hardest part for me mm-hmm. is learning how to be explosive. 
Now, in your in the uh, organization that you compete in, are you allowed? Do, are, do your feet have to be flat when yeah. you bench? Well, when I, so USAPL requires feet flat on the floor, and USPA will allow the heel elevation because that that helps with the arch, right? When you're yeah. able to take your your heel off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I had trained for a very long time that way, and I read the rule book prior to this meet that I did in mm. uh, in May, and I thought, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I just started. I started benching in my Oli shoes. It just gave me that little. That little and people looked at me sort of weird. I'm like, why is this? Well, that makes well, sense. It gives a little lift, right? Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah that works. So, for, just for the listeners, because we have some lift, listeners that have, you know, like you said, auxiliary movements. Auxiliary movements yeah. are basically any exercise. I guess we could say any exercise that isn't a squat, a deadlift, or a bench, right? Any exercise that's not one of those right. competing lifts. Another thing that uh, some people might be confused about when they, you know, start to learn about powerlifting is you hear kind of this debate about. Uh, competing equipped or competing raw. Uh, what what does this mean and which one do you compete in? So I compete raw. I think the three, there's raw, there's classic raw, and there's equipped. And so equipped means you can wear things like a bench shirt or a squat suit, something that's going to have some stored elastic energy in it that's mm-hmm. going to help assist you in the lift. So basically um, knee wraps, things like that where... Yeah, it just it just acts. You know, your muscles re- store their own elastic energy. These these just help and facilitate these, and, the and process. Yeah, and these and you can lift more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a lot more. A lot more. But yeah. I feel I sort of feel like that's it's a little that's a little bit, bit of a, a cheat. cheat. Right? Sure, I don't, yeah. don't want to offend anyone, but yeah. I just you know I want to know what but am I the hardest capable? part of the lift. I mean, right. that, that's where it's really benefiting you. So you know, well, yeah. it's, it's hard it's to a not whole, look at that as like a performance enhancement. It's almost like a different sport because if you just take a guy who's a good bencher and just throw a bench shirt on him, he's got he doesn't know how to use it. Uh, he's going to have trouble, mm-hmm. and some guys can't even get down to their chest with the bar, right? Because they don't know how to utilize. That's how tight these things can be. Right? That's how much. Energy I mean, you like you up. come over looking like Quasimodo in one of those things. You're just so you know locked down. <laughs> I've seen a couple people do it. Yeah. Um, and raw, actually, what people think that that means, you know, no belts. No, we can wear knee sleeves. You can wear a belt. I mean, there's it has to be regulation belt, um, wrist wraps, and I think classic raw allows for knee wraps. So okay. those are the three that I'm familiar with. Fantastic. And I don't see many people lifting equipped in my in the meets that I've done. Mm-hmm. So. It seems like raw is getting more popular mm-hmm. than equipped, and it makes sense. It's less confusing, and so, the, and the numbers look more or seem to be more real. Because I think you know, with the bench, like the difference between a raw bench, like you know, world record, and and equipped is like it's like two three hundred pounds. It's like a ridiculous. Really? Yeah, it's like a it's like a huge or squat. You know, people can squat a thousand pounds equipped and without you know raw. There's very very few people that can do that. I don't know. I just couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> say with any confidence that I actually squatted that weight if I was using some sort of tool to help me. Right. That's but my that's mentality just, too. Yeah, that's just me. I, I was going to ask you too. Like, um, what do you prefer um, a, in your deadlift? A um, God, oh, sumo brain, versus, sumo con- versus yeah. conventional. conventional. <laughs> I'm like, why are you spreading your legs over there? <laughs> Look at me. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yeah, was so revealing. I think it re- everything it really has to do with your lever system. Some people, you know, just are better able to pull with a with a wider stance. I'm I'm built pretty narrow, so the conventional deadlift has worked better for me. Um, I'm the same way. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I've got long arms, long femurs. You know, I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess with the sumo. I might. I'm going to start messing with a um, a hybrid, a sumo conventional hybrid, just to see if I can get a little bit more hip activation. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I could do way I could do a lot more conventional. But I do train sumo um also just to keep me more balanced. Do you, do you ever throw them in? I I started to throw them in. They tweaked my hip a little bit and oh. so I backed off. Mm-hmm. Um any uh do you do any psych out or psych up techniques before you lift? Do you do the smelling salt, the the, the no, torque, all the that no shit? Torque. Oh, no, yeah. no. I usually put slap it. your face a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, have someone else slap me. No, I'm, I usually put my <laughs> headphones in. Is that where the I breakups to, happen? Oh, <laughs> I usually um, I put on some ludicrous and listen Luda. to that. But yeah, and really? then move, bitch. Yeah, no. Out no the way. Actually, my favorite is my chick bad. That's my. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. So I'll usually listen to music. I'll get myself psyched. I I go up there. I have my little routine that I my checklist I go through, and then just 
Hammer it. Hammer it. Yeah. Have, have you tried the smelling salts? I haven't. You haven't tried no, all? Are you serious? No. Dude, Ben gave them to me one time when I was benching. <laughs> I've seen him <laughs> use those in the gym. And I got like a 400 pound lift. Like, Are you easy. kidding? Dude, it's so, I'm not quite sure about the science behind them, but uh, so the first time I was introduced to smelling salts, we had them, you know, I managed big gyms and we'd had them there for emergencies. Right. If someone passes out, you wave it in front of their nose right. and they're supposed to wake right. up. Right. So we had these little box of them and these are the ones that you you pop, you crack them right. or pop them, whatever, and then you smell. Yeah. So I took one out and I'm like, what is that? I popped it and it knocks you on your ass. Well, that's like, what I'm afraid of. I was seeing into the future. I Dude, was like, it's like, it's like, boom, right? So then we would have fun with them and I'd crack them and put my hand and then I'd like grab my, one of my sales guys and like rub it under his face. <laughs> um, it, How productive surprise. was he after yeah. that? Yeah. So, and then powerlifters use something called torque. Nose torque. Nose I don't, torque. I am not actually familiar with Which that. Which I think is. I am, I'm not either. What is that? So it's smelling salts on steroids. It's like much oh, stronger. Really? Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure about the science behind it, but I do think but your brain bleeds. Yeah. I, I, Does it really? I think no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's bleeding. It could. I think when you sniff it, I think it just it elicits a quick sympathetic response. Okay. You know, almost like getting slapped in the face. Right. That's why people will slap themselves in the face when they're mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. they go lift. So. Damn, I wish I I'm had some here because we, yeah. oh, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> we could do a little. Oh yeah. We could do a little train here on the table. Yeah. <laughs> getting high. <laughs> <laughs> Getting high now to kill people. <laughs> I'm the smelling self. Do you have uh, a lot of clients that you train for powerlifting? Sadly, no. I I really I would love to have people with the movement capacity to do some powerlifting. I usually train them towards the lifts. I mean, ev- everyone that comes to me, I feel like you need to be able to hip hinge. You need to be able to squat, level mm-hmm, change, mm-hmm. push and pull. If you cannot get there as a result of some movement deficiency, I will regress you. And then I will get you there. That's the goal. Yep. Yes. That's always the goal. Those those are primal movement patterns. We got to do that. That should be the goal for every. That's I yeah. do the same thing. That it's, should be the, always the goal. Like to be able to squat, to be able to do all these basic movements. Yeah. Um, and if we can't, yeah. then we train to get there. Right. Right. Precluding some injury that prevents some. I mean, I have one. I have one client who I love, but she's got you know an Achilles injury. She's got bilateral patellar tendonitis. She's got a shoulder injury. So like, there's some things that you have to work around. But I always. The goal is to always get people to be able to move mm-hmm. that way. Now, do you have to do anything in particular with your diet in order to maintain, you know, stay within a certain, uh, you know, weight, you know, class, or is it that just your natural weight and it's not that hard to stay? It's there? not hard to stay here. Um, and USAPL and USPA, they have their weight classes differ slightly, um, and they also ha- require day of weigh-ins. One requires day of weigh-ins, and the other ones require day before. So, I mean, I'm. I may experiment with trying to get down into the 114 just for a meet. Um, it would require a lot of Epsom salt baths and sweating <laughs> oh, and man. sweating under a blanket. <laughs> but, you know, at least I can compete. What does your diet consist of now? Oh, God, anything I want. Really? Yeah. But you eat healthy. I do eat healthy. Yeah. I love beer. So that's probably my, Ooh, my biggest beer. downfall. I love good beer. Yeah. Um, and What's in and out. What's your favorite? <sighs> I'm a stone brewery girl. I like the self-righteous. I like the ruination. She's legit into beer. I yeah. know, right? This is like I'm a yeah. Fancy, I'm a, like fancy. a double IPA girl. Maybe a you know, maybe a so triple. So far, you're like every guy's dream. I know, right? This is and I like right? sports and like high fiving. I know. And I used to drag race cars when Get I was. Get the young. hell out of here! Nope, nope. See, no, you didn't. I did. Shit. Yeah. Well, like like at Sears Point, like I was a bracket that. racer, and I helped my dad build Shut the engine. The and Jonah, yeah. J- that's J- so awesome. Justin has a bone. Control yeah. yourself. No, because me and my dad, we have uh, classic cars. Like I have a 56 nice. GMC, and he's got a 56 Bel Air. And uh, he actually grew up uh, in Southern California, and, uh, and his uncle owned a car lot. And he would take out, like, you know, Porsches and, wow. uh, you know, all these hot rods and all the time. And, like, uh, my uncle on the weekends would drag race. Nice. He had a car. And so... Yeah, See, we have so many things. Super in, into it. So many things in common because I sometimes dress and drag. So there yeah. you go. So yeah. it's all um, and you race and and then I and then, yeah. we and then drag. you run down the street and yeah. then we sprint. Okay, that's there so, we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually how you train. That's the way I drag race. That's your conditioning, nice. right? That's you, you ever you run in heels? Let me tell you something. Oh, dude, that's uh, I don't run unless someone's it, chasing me. Yeah, so it's awkward. So when you date someone. Do they have to be able to deadlift more than you? Because there's a lot of guys that can't deadlift <laughs> to fifty. Great point. Yes. Or is that like a turnoff? Like, oh. okay, so it would be. You don't want to have it a boyfriend a... that you know you can out muscle, right? No, God, no, yeah, it's, no, no, no. It's embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Little little Justin Bieber on your side. Uh, little arm candy. And... A little a spinner. 
Spinner. A spinner. Oh, oh. Spinner. actually, we actually, love spinners. That was my shout out here. Actually, yeah, no. actually, Doug can pull uh, about four hundred yeah, pounds. Doug is a strong. Nice. He's a strong little spinner. Yeah. You know what? I I find that it's yeah size is not ever indicative of how strong someone mm. is. So size doesn't. Wait, oh, wait, I didn't. I didn't go girl. there. I didn't go oh. there. <laughs> that, that size matters. I could deadlift uh, without my hands about a hundred. Oh wait, we're we talking about the same. <laughs> oh, so a <laughs> hundred. So, a hundred, a hundred pounds. Yeah, that's, yeah. He- that's heavy. Yep, yeah. it's not bad. That's by itself, though. Without oh, weight, by itself. So, um, but it's really thin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the problem. Thin, but it's it's angry. Thin, angry. Yeah. Uh, so then, what kind of guys are do you do you go after? Because you're in the industry of being stronger. You're in the fitness industry. Thank uh, you, Sal. You right. might. Well, why not? Yeah. So you're. You, you know. Um, I wanted it to go here. Do you find that you in, you might intimidate? You don't look intimidating, by the way. You just look very fit. I've seen female bodybuilders who might look intimidating. But do you find that 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 sometimes it can intimidate guys? Because let's be real, we have really fragile egos. Most yes, guys do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel that like the be typical gentle. guy that's in the gym is not going to be intimidated by a woman that's strong. And so I would I would definitely it would have to be somebody who could yeah lift more than i could who is not afraid of you know having a girlfriend that's got shoulder you know nice shoulders and and nice arms and and grunts every now and then right? heck yeah and drinks <laughs> beer and races yeah. and drag races cars yeah i don't love see it. many guys having a problem with that no you're no. right you're no. right no. i feel They're bad for, be okay with that i feel bad for people like ronda rousey oh, yeah. you know what i mean because well, she, really, she, I mean, she could of, kick the shit yeah. out of you she like could anybody. beat up almost every guy yeah. on earth like what does she do <laughs> Unless yeah. she has to date UFC fighters, that's it. Yeah, you know, I guess yeah. they gotta yeah. like her pool is pretty. Yeah, her pool is trained together and yeah, roll and hurt each other. Yeah, I guess that, that, that must be like an awkward thing. They must injure each other all the time. <laughs> if you're listening, Rhonda, uh, and you need guys to let you try. I'm trying to improve my Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You could triangle uh, choke me if you want. Right? She's, isn't she beautiful? Yeah, she's, she's awesome, yes. stunning. So, um, supplements, anyway, do you, do you use supplements? I do. I, um, I supplement with creatine and beta alanine mm. and that's about it. The two that work. Yeah. 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 So you don't Everything. use, so you don't use supplements that don't work basically. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, I mean, I'm getting like pharmaceutical grade stuff. It's not, it's, it's good stuff. Um, I actually am repping, um, a line of supplements from a company called all force and they make a great pre uh, pre-workout it's not that slap you in the face you know where everything like is tingling right yeah. and it doesn't have the big crash and sorry that was my shameless plug right there no, but, we, you know. we were going to give that to you later but you <laughs> I, totally saw the, I took it. it I saw the opening <laughs> and I took it alright so we'll give, we'll give you more opportunity for that at the end of this here um, uh, so how would you say a, a powerlifter's diet would differ versus let's say you know a physique competitor somebody who competes on stage like for figure uh, besides pre-contest, you know, just overall, is it is it that much different? Should I, it know, be? I, I don't. That's a good question. I don't know much about um, what a physique competitor needs in terms of macros, and I, I would imagine that most people are afraid of carbs right now. And I would say, if you are trying to train for performance and muscle growth, you need carbs. Yes, yeah, you definitely. need carbs. Your body is going to get the sugar anyway. You will die. Yeah. yeah. It, well, that's the just weight gonna, will you're crush gonna, you. Yeah, you're going to cannibalize your own muscle to make the sugar that you're. I mean, your brain needs sugar, and it's going to do whatever it can to get that. So you can spin your wheels, train like a mad person, and then not eat carbs and basically stay the same. Yeah, low carb. You know, low carbing it can be effective for fat loss, but when it comes to performance, mm, no. it's not. It's not. No, the best. and that's why you train in that. I mean, you basically you carb cycle or carb cut in that small window because mm-hmm. you can't really live. And that's oh I can't I would be angry. <laughs> we we'll go back to that mood thing about you know how that yeah. I eat more now and I'm just generally happier. I'm not hangry as often as I used yeah. to be. But you're not you're not an advocate of like donuts, you know. And um, I like the occasional Krispy Kreme, and I have been known to wake up at three in the morning and eat a few Oreos. Okay, but okay. Um, no, but like it's like a pre workout. No, like, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay, and, and even when you know you see at meets. Powerlifters, you know, they're like right. shoving Snickers bars in and things. really, and I, oh god, yeah, yeah right before they too. lift. Yes, and mm-hmm. in between, I mean, you know, you're waiting. You know, your flight, you go through your flight, and then you're waiting for the next one, and that's that's that, there. Usually, that would make me crash. Yeah, I know, I or know. shit yeah. myself. Which yeah. either way, I'm not going to be <laughs> yeah. strong. You, know you don't want to do that on a you max don't have effort any deadlift. Fans yeah. watching anymore? That's what I'm saying. You don't. I don't want to like dis- like eat a bunch of shit and then go squat as heavy as I can. Uh huh. Because we might have an issue. You might have it an issue. Satisfies you. Yeah. <laughs> might have a little blast off there. No, yeah. you know, I 
I typically will bring, you know, sweet potatoes, a, a fairly complex carb so that I have the sustained energy. Um, no, I don't, I'm not a huge advocate of eating crap all the time. And I think some, some power lifters think it's like their, it's their ticket to eat whatever they want. Right. And, and that's fine if you're into it, but I, I typically like to eat healthier. I'm a fairly clean eater. Mm-hmm. What are some trends in fitness that you see now that are, that you think are damaging or. What do you think of waist trainers? That are just stupid. I'm yeah. going to say How that, how's that sound? time. Oh, is that that modern day corset thing? Yes. I think that that's the stupidest thing ever. I don't want to offend anyone. No, but that's offend them. No, 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 do it all the time. no, 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 just go. Yeah, yeah don't worry about please. it. Listen, we will offend way more people than you will. So don't even well, worry no, about I just, it. And <laughs> we'll have your back. I, do, one, do they even work? I mean, when you take that thing off, does it make a well, difference? Well, yeah, it atrophies the shit out of your core muscles. <gasps> yeah. Well, that's, that's stupid. Yeah, yes, like it cast. is. It's a waste cast. Yeah. That's stupid. It's very <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Keep okay. hammering. Then, come on. No, no, come no. On. That's come yeah. on. <laughs> that just seems ridiculous because everything that we do in the gym is I mean to I mean the core yeah, is the, the most important part of <laughs> of yeah. Oh wow. I know yeah. it, it evades my understanding. That's Yeah, for sure. I guess everyone's got an angle, right? And And they're selling like hotcakes. I think well, that's why we have to talk shit about it constantly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are there any fit, any other fitness trends that you see that are kind of crazy or out there? Or? I don't I don't really pay attention to a lot of the other stuff. What do you think of CrossFit? Yes. Oh, I think CrossFit is fantastic. No. <laughs> um, I just every every person that I've trained that's been injured, they they begin the interview with, "Well, I used to do CrossFit, and then I got hurt." So I think that you take these people who have done a weekend long certification. Oh. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Keep going. Sorry. You know, you get a weekend long certification to train someone on how to do an Olympic lift to failure. Sorry. If you can't, if you can't sense the sarcasm in my voice, <laughs> let, me, let me go on record. Those are highly technical lifts. They should never be done to failure. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what this glorification <laughs> of like making ourselves throw up and to do these crazy things in the name of fitness. Well, I don't really. Let me let now for the listeners. Uh, let's just be clear here. Have you, did you listen to our CrossFit episode at all? No, okay. I've only listened to a half of one episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have we discussed anything about CrossFit before even going on? Here? No. Okay. Cause you literally said exactly, yeah. exactly what we've been saying. And you are a, a extremely qualified trainer, be very smart and you've been doing this for a while. And this, 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 this is and exactly, power lift. Right. Yeah. This is exactly what, uh, you know, really, really good qualified trainers will say exactly that, especially the Olympic lifting aspect of it. It's scary. They're putting it in circuits. It's very scary. Yeah, it's craziness. Well, and not to say that the elite CrossFitters are not beasts. And I'm, you know, they're, they're yeah. I'm not going to make a blanket statement and say that everyone who does CrossFit's an idiot. But, um, for the average person, CrossFit is not the way to start yeah. a fitness. Program. Our angle was was very much on the certification, like you mentioned the yeah, you know the that's... weekend course, the crash course thing, and and uh, I mean I kind of want to bring up like our we had this like epic you know online battle with the f- official CrossFit. Oh yeah, right? they got oh, pissed. Oh really? Oh, yeah. it was it was so amazing because Sal. <laughs> I love this guy because he just like has a way of baiting people, you know, into arguments. Masturbator. And he's very master, <laughs> masterful with his baiting. Um, and uh, <laughs> basically got them to say outlandish claims. What? So oh, and describe it. That's so, dish. So what one of them. Yes. Oh, dude. One, dude they, oh. they brought up some study and they said, so according to the study, CrossFit literally is as safe as gardening. That was the first ridiculous statement. Really? Yes. Going. And then they said that the weekend cert is not only as good as the National Academy of Sports Medicine cert, but it's actually superior, superior in every way. To the National Academy of Sports <laughs> Medicine. <laughs> okay. Which yeah. is anybody who yeah is yeah. in the industry and knows anything about the certification. What kind of and, clearing do they do for these people? Right. What kind? I mean, they don't ever, do they even test for people's movement patterns before they yeah. do this? Uh, where's the academic like, institution that supports That recognizes it. it. Yeah, yeah, recognizes it. gives you any CEUs for it. Now you Zero. hold, you hold an NASM cert and there was something, some other letters in, in front of that or after, uh, what kind of cert is that? Oh, the FMS? FMS yes, is yes, the fitness, fitness, yeah. yeah, the so functional, movement, functional screen. movement screen. So explain that. That is basically um, a test that was created to screen athletes originally for, you test some movement patterns and you um, assign a score based on on how well they do. Um, 
and it's a indicator of the likelihood of injury mm-hmm. for a particular individual if you were to train them. And it was it was originally intended, I believe, for college um, football players. I think so. So it it's a good tool. Um, I do. I find that it can be slightly flawed people because it's a subjective test. Right. So sometimes what I may score as a three is a two and it's, you know, and if people have pre-existing injuries, um, you can't FMS them. You're supposed to refer them out to a a PT and they do something called the uh, SFMA, which is some other test for, for movement. It's another great sort of tool I feel out there that, you know, it, it just helps with the assessment process to kind of nail down a lot more information um, and, and what to address in, in, in the protocol of like how you're going to address these things and build it into their program. But yeah, like there are, I, I do feel like there's some flaw, but it, it is, it's a great, it's another thing in your toolbox. That exactly. You can, yeah, you can bring. And don't in. you think that now like you're at the point where you can just look at someone and you, that's oh, it, yeah. you know, experience yeah. and that even going through that process and learning about, you know, how you know they they articulate each each part of that like i i'm like yeah this this is all kind of what i was doing anyway but just from observing right. their movements so how long have you been training i've been in the industry for about 6 years uh, did you start as a private trainer or did you work for a gym i um interned at a private gym in mountain view that specialized in endurance athletes so triathletes ultra marathoners mm-hmm. um we had a woman who did the the race across america um, and a very knowledgeable trainer that I trained under. I learned most of my corrective um, exercise protocols from him. And I went out on my own. Um, that, that gym closed. He referred me out to um, another trainer at NorCal. And I've been there for, God, I want to say two and a half years now. Mm. So back in the day, I was, you know, I did the step aerobics. You know, I was an instructor and worked at Gold's and worked at 24 and worked at a little gym out in um in San Bruno. So So you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, obviously successful as a as a trainer in yes. the industry. What what cuz we have a lot of people who are either aspiring to become trainers or who who are trainers now. What would you say are some of the most important things for them uh, to be successful in this industry? You mu- I I feel you must intern with someone. You must shadow another trainer. All the book reading you the nasm barely scratches the surface mm-hmm. i feel i mean it's definitely there um so that you don't injure a person um i think most of the book was written with a lawyer standing over so I mean, if i <laughs> if i did if i opt'd everyone they would just stand around on a bosu ball for for the hour mm-hmm. um definitely definitely intern with somebody who's more knowledgeable than you surround yourself with people who know more than you don't be afraid to ask questions don't mm-hmm. be don't be shy um that's you know, watch what other trainers are doing. If you, if something doesn't make sense to you, ask, you know, most people are, re- most people in this industry are very uh, accepting of, of sharing information. So I, I think it is, it is a very inclusive industry. Do, do you, um, any sales training? I had some sales training. Just, um, I worked in retail for a while. So I was a manager of a, of a retail store. So no, I don't have any sales training. Mm-hmm. I feel like relationship building is the most important part of, you know, of, retaining and and getting clients so i think that that's just an inherent thing for me mm-hmm. but um i don't yeah I don't, I don't have a hard time closing people awesome mm. well i mean i I, br- I bring that up because uh having trained trainers for as long yeah, as that's i have probably the one of the most hardest thing yeah it's one of the hardest thing. trainers yeah because they're very great technicians like they're very focused on you know and, and it's a lot it's a lot to handle um assessing somebody creating a program you know running them all the way through it um, but it, it's like becomes a day to day thing and mm-hmm. they don't really think ahead and like, how are you going to get your next client? You know, how are you going to retain the current client? Right. Yeah. How I mean, are you going to expand? Where's the growth? You know? So yeah, that part, are, that's part that I need some, I need some work on that. The marketing part. I don't, I don't devote as, as much time as I could to that. So that I would say definitely networking. I'm someone mentioned BNI the other day that that oh, was the a business good, net, yeah. Yeah, those are the local business groups that you can meet with. And I think when you've been a trainer for a little while uh, in a private facility, you start to get referrals. You get a lot of referrals. And Mm -hmm. that's probably where you get a majority of your Mm -hmm. business is what I'm assuming. Yes. Do you charge per session or do you do like a monthly fee like Justin tends to do? I typically charge per session. Per session. And the the fee is based on how frequent. Mm. And, you know, I make them pay for the month up front. 
typically I found that that's just a better way because they've already committed. I have a specific cancellation policy that sort of keeps the, the onus on them to, to show Got up. It. Got yeah. It. You know, if you give people too many outs. So they don't necessarily use that. And I'm, I'm going into detail because we've gotten a lot of questions on this kind of stuff from people mm-hmm. who listen. So uh, when they pay up the month up front, you're saying, OK, you're going to pay for two days a week for a month. It's here's your th- If they miss sessions, do those sessions go on to the next month or is it per session? I actually have instituted a new policy where if you cancel, um, you must reschedule the session within the month. I feel like that's definitely an a fair okay. a fair policy, and if you if you cannot, then you forfeit the session. Got it. There's that's, all, that's I mean, better there's, than me. Yeah, there's always there's yeah. always well, and, and, emergencies. And there's a lot of and, different ways that trainers will do it. The most common is probably just you buy you know x amount of sessions and then we use them up. Mm-hmm. I think most trainers do it that way. Do you typically then say you have to use them up by a certain date? Because I feel like if I did like sometimes it gets just dragged on. Yeah, forever. you'd put an expiration date on there. Um, but uh, and then there's Justin. You do like a fee. You do a monthly fee yeah, for fee oh, up front. Okay, and that's it. You're, it. It's similar to what you're describing as far as um, the price point being different to, and really I only have two different price points: your full time or your part time. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll charge you, you know, X amount, and so you you can go up to a certain amount for part time. And then full time, you know, I'm I'm running you maybe five times a week. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah, and if if you can't make it, you can't make it. So do you yeah. do small group training too? I mean, no, I'm not into to group training at how about, all. How about well, you did you taught classes for a little bit? So. I taught classes for a little bit. Um, I I only do buddy training now. That's just, I don't. It's I feel like my mm-hmm. training is too individual individualized for me to handle a big group of people. Um, right. You know, even four, two sometimes is if the movement capacity, I try and um, pair people up on based on their movement capacity so we can run through a circuit that's fairly similar. And I'm not, you know, having to do two different programs basically mm. for in one hour session. Yeah. Do you find differences between men and women in terms of when you have a female client versus a male client in terms of the challenges that they may have uh, in the gym or questions that, they, you know, things that may come up that tend to be different between the two of them? I would have to say it's that's a difficult question to answer. Most of my um, male clients are athletes and they're all performance driven. So they are my easiest audience, I guess I would say. I mean, they're definitely compliant. They're doing their stuff outside of the gym. I, Ladies, you know, I don't want to hear about your, oh, I had a hard day and I couldn't do my cardio. And I, I, I tend to hear more excuses from women about why they couldn't do their workout. Um than I do from men. Mm-hmm. I love you ladies, but you know, come on. <laughs> I got to make, pri- make it a priority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad sometimes because we'll bring up stories of like, you know, past clients that, you know, we, we like we had one episode the other day where you're talking about clients we, we had to fire. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, each one of them I noticed were female. And I was like, you know, I felt a little bit bad about that. And we ended up making the voices, you know, because <laughs> we don't have a female in here to kind of voice it. So, so yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, man, you know, you train me too hard yeah. and, and all this stuff. But it's like, you know, it, I've had men, I've had men, I've had problems with men, too. You know, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of there's a complaint factor there that, that I, has I tend fa- to happen. I found that the, uh, like one common thing that I'll find with men and women is the guys don't want to work out their legs. And the women what? don't want to work out their arms. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I found right. that a million times. Like women were like, oh, let's do legs. Let's do more legs. We're talking or, non-athletes here. Yeah, okay. non-athletes. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll have guys that'll be like, oh, no, let's just do more chest stuff. Let's or just more do shoulder. bench yeah. every day. Yeah. So all, guys really, yeah, they want big arms. They want a big chest. Guys, girls don't like skinny legs. So <laughs> don't skip leg day. There you go. <laughs> if you want to get laid, you don't work skip your legs. Leg day. Yeah. 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 And lift more than your girl. So so do you, do you have any sakes. do you have any any good stories from past clients that you've had to get rid of or anything crazy like you know that's happened? No, not really. I've been fairly fortunate. Um I had one client, you know, high profile client who wanted to train 4 days a week and who would cancel all the time and I just finally said like you know, if when you're when you're ready to commit, we can I went I walked away from quite a bit of money for that. I just couldn't I couldn't handle the the last minute cancellations all the time. But no, I, I I think I tend to build a relationship with my clients so it makes it easy for them to want to come. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't have any good stories. It mm. sucks. Oh, I guess man. we're the only assholes. I know, we just like... Could be. <laughs> shit the bed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey. Yeah. How, how are we looking on time, Doug? 50 minutes. 
Good. All right. Uh, well, unless we have any other questions, I think this has been excellent. Very yeah, informative so and much, awesome. Guys. You have been great. Thank you. She's. Pro- I th- I, I'm going to say this right now. I, we, I've loved all our guests, but you have been awesome because uh, your input has been... Um, I think people are going to get a lot out of just this short interview. Well, I hope so. So I'd like to yeah. probably have you back That would be in the awesome. Future. I would definitely yeah. do that. I'm competing again in... At the end of August at the Boss of Bosses 2 meet. Um, so, you know, maybe after that we could talk about how we did. I'm going to set some records. Excellent. Do you have any, yeah. uh, are you on social media? Do you have anything you want people to find you on, follow you on? Um, I do have my Next Level Strength Coaching um, Facebook page. I have a Yelp, uh, a Yelp whatever page. Um, I'm on Instagram personally, just as Leah Swenson, but I do post some professional stuff there, so... Yeah, I'm not a big social media person. You don't post selfies every day. I don't understand that whole <laughs> that whole selfie. F- like, I this this yeah. Those this, people are those people are crazy. No, those, I don't. Those get people it. who post selfies yeah. are crazy. Yeah. I don't get it. Because, I mean, it's like this virtual validation that yes. I don't get. Keep going. Oh, <laughs> really? Want me to keep going? Yeah, <laughs> please. Well, I thought we had to wrap it up. I don't. Uh, uh, there's time for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Do you post? Are you posting? Are you posting selfies every, every day? Every single uh, day. What? But hold on. Hold Hashtag on. selfie king. Hold on. I just got on there. I've only been on Instagram for maybe a year, and I did it. Uh, we have 760 posts of easily. Oh. I and it's for business. You know it what? is for I'm business. Counting since we mentioned this. it is 100 percent for business to promote. Um, you know the program that I developed, and then of course now with with uh, right. Mind Pump and everything. And here's what happens. I. Instagram is excellent for fitness. It's probably one of the best social media platforms you can use for fitness. It's it's just it's just in terms of interaction, in terms of what you're going to get. Uh, do you get you still find visual. you get clients from that? Not only do you get clients, you get uh, questions. So here's what I did. So you get a lot of interaction. In, Instagram okay. initially turned me off because it's like it's like narcissism hell. It's all right. pictures. Yeah, it is. However, they allow you to post a caption. And the caption can be relatively long. It's like two can be like two paragraphs. Oh yeah, long. I've yeah. seen some some novels. So I so I'm like I'm gonna post so pictures, he, but then he's I'm like post the smart in- Fabio. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So then I, I post lots of information. Here's the thing though: when I post a selfie, I get way more interaction than when I post like uh you know words or whatever. So I'm just using it. Yeah. <laughs> You're just yeah. going with it. He's, yeah, ho- so. he's whoring himself for the greater. Yeah, game. so there's a lot of selfies on there. Yeah. Mm. Oh wow. Mm. Yeah, we I can't, I can't get behind that. I don't know. Mm. I just... <laughs> it helps promote your business. <laughs> so I have to post a picture of my abs to get more clients. I bet if you did, mm. I bet you'd get a lot, a lot of. Uh, you get, you would definitely get lots of interaction. It's just, the, it's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? I Actually, you know, sell my soul that way. You know what though? Because you, because you compete in a, in a, such a uh, objective sport like powerlifting. Mm-hmm. I think if you posted pictures of you lifting heavy weight, I yes. bet that would be way more successful. Yeah, okay. That would do well because that's your thing, right? Right. You're you're, you're a com- competitor in a sport that where you lift heavy weight. Plus, you're a woman. I think that that's seeing women lift heavy weight and train in that way. I think that's awesome. And so the utilization of like the proper hashtag is how you have to go with that too. Yeah. In your caption, right. I mean, yeah. to get people to see it. I know. I didn't understand hashtags for the longest time. But now, <laughs> yeah. now I'm like hashtag now champion. We know everything. Yeah. And it's scary. Yes. Excellent. All right. Yeah. All right, good well, times, good fun. Well, thanks for coming. We'll have you come uh, come back soon. And, um... That would be awesome. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>